0: Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you.
1: As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B.
0: Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let all those who hate him flee from before his face. Father Ripperger talks a lot about virtue and vice. He talks a lot about the saints. Um, you know, you know. He, he quotes a lot of the saints on their teachings, particularly, um, particularly, usually the heavy hitters. Um, he also talks about moral psychology moral theology, things of that nature. Um, I really do wish I had his level of background to be talking about this. But what I've got is I've got anecdotal evidence to prove. as Well, I should say as a proof. By no means is it all-encompassing, but it's something that I happen to notice broad stroke and you can kind of see it in. with specific politicians. The vice of cowardice is hands down the most dangerous vice for a nation. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine patris et filii et Spiritus sancti. Amen. Sancta michael arcangule, defend nos proelio. Contra ne quitiamit insidias, diabolioso praesidium. Imperatilideus supplicas de praecamor, tuce princeps militae caelestis, satanam al que spiritus malignos que arpeditione malimarum, pervegantur in munda divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Cordiasus sacratissimum, miserere nobis. Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Sancti Ioannis Capistranus ora pro nobis. Domine ostende facem Tuum et salviaeimus. Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> this story is in 2007. It's my second tour in Afghanistan. I'm serving as an embedded tactical trainer to the Afghan National Army. We had a guy in my unit. We'll call him Jeff. Jeff was the first person to show me what cowardice really looks like. I had seen it before. I didn't. I, I didn't really know I saw it. I had seen it before once. In the movie We Were Soldiers. When um, Snake is running evac. Uh, from the Iodrang Valley. And he's getting cussed at by, um, I'm assuming his wing commander or somebody, but somebody higher up than him um, is cussing him out about risking the helicopters and this that and the other and it's talking about charging him and snake pulls out a revolver <clears throat> and basically says you dare to bow up on me but you don't have you don't have the guts to go out there and fight you can kind of see it a little bit here and there of course it's a very intense scene. And is very, very well played. We Were Soldiers is by far one of the most emotionally taxing movies that I've ever had to watch, and is actually part and parcel the reason why I don't watch any kind of contemporary war movie. And go to tell a story, I prefer that story to be in the venue of either science fiction or fantasy. And even science fiction and fantasy sometimes get gets really, really close to home. Um, speaking in particular of the last three seasons of Star Trek Deep Space Nine when they go into the Dominion War. We were... Getting ready to head out on out on mission. Now Jeff was a supply guy. He was quartermaster. He was a sergeant first class, but he was a quartermaster. And we were, I mean, we're all packing up, getting ready to go. We're getting ready to head out. We're going out to Nuristan. Nuristan is a very hot location. Firefights daily. In fact, actually, on the embedded tactical training team that I was assigned to, I was a replacement for a sergeant who had been killed two weeks before in Nuristan. It made it made the early part of that de- deployment a very. Um, Tense and rather awkward tour. It's very difficult being the replacement for somebody. I was assigned to a national guard, a team that was a national guard unit. And these guys had grown up together in the army. They'd, you know, they'd known each other for years. And I happened to share the same first name as the guy replaced, as the guy I replaced. We were, however, completely different people, but it made it it made integrating into that unit a little more difficult. But we were getting ready to head back out, and there was some disruption. The medic Tom was. Uh, Good old boy from Louisiana. He's actually the guy I think I picked up saying... The, just calling people old boy. I'm pretty sure I picked that up from him. Um. <clears throat> but Tom would cracked a couple of jokes. He was a medic. Medics... Um, I would say that the only people with a darker sense of humor... Than an infantryman is a combat medic. Because the infantryman creates the bodies... And sometimes the infantryman is the body... But the medic's the one who's got to package it, patch it, and put it back together, if he can. We're cracking a few jokes here and there, getting ready to head out. And Jeff came unglued. I mean, just absolutely unglued. And they'd almost gotten in a fight which was really going to end very badly for Jeff. But he was willing to fight. He would rather fight a fellow service member, a fellow soldier, a fellow Sergeant First Class at that than even consider the idea that he might have to put on his body armor, leave the wire and go out and go out and risk his life. And he wasn't the only one. I ran into that with an, Air Force, uh, with an Air Force kid. Pretty much the same thing. I ain't gonna lie, I'd actually contemplated ripping his throat out. It was a tragedy too because I actually liked the kid until I found out he was a coward. The problem with vice, particularly the vice of cowardice, that horror of suffering, that horror that you might actually have to sacrifice something, that horror that you might actually give up more than what you thought you were bargaining for. The problem with that particular vice is the damage that you're willing to do to allies. And this shows itself In leaders like Mark Milley. Like Joe Biden. Like Nancy Pelosi. A little less with Nancy Pelosi. But very much with people like Joe Biden. Like Mitch McConnell. Like Lindsey Graham. Or John McCain. See, keep in mind that rather than do the right thing, Lindsey Graham and John McCain went after the leader of their party. And of course, they were extolled by the media. Oh, goodness gracious, look at these mavericks. Oh, goodness gracious. But rather than follow what was right, because they were supposedly protected, really, they were... Really, let's be real. Let's just put this out there, Okay. If you're a senator or a congressman, you are being blackmailed by the FBI. You are in—you are morally compromised in some way, shape, or form by the CIA. In some way, shape, or form, they're going to find something that they can lean on you with to make sure you get in line. And this is why all of those organizations need to go the way of the Dodo. This is why they need to be disbanded. How can I tell? Because when Dan Crenshaw showed up on the scene... I liked him. He's pragmatic. We knew he wasn't... You could tell he wasn't a coward. Obviously. He sacrificed an eye for his country. He saw things going in a wrong way and he decided to go out there. But something changed between 2016 and 2020. Because now, he's nothing but a shill for the deep state. Now, he's trying to preserve the power. Because he knows that if he doesn't... Like Chuck Schumer said to CNN back in 2016... You don't want to go after the intel agencies because they have they can screw you over six ways from Sunday. He's one of the senior most politicians in America, and he is saying, you don't go after the intel agencies because they will screw you six ways from Sunday. And nobody saw that as a clue that maybe everybody who's getting screwed by the intel agencies... It's because they're trying to make make sure that they bend. But you know who wasn't going to bend? Orange Man. And for all of his failings, and there are many, he saw a problem. He didn't know how to approach it. But he knew he had to approach it. And as soon as he started, they went after him. He went in there with an optimism bias going, surely they're not going to come after the president, I'm their boss. And he paid the price. And after he paid the price, what happened to Dan Crenshaw? They were thick as thieves, the two of them. Crenshaw was on board with everything the orange man had in mind. But you look at Crenshaw now, voting for $40 billion for freaking Ukraine to flush billions of dollars down that toilet near perfect silence from everybody who is currently running for re-election and everybody and everybody whose positions are at least secured for this election pure silence they're not actually moving to win there's not a republican out there who's moving to win You got Marjorie Taylor Greene and maybe like six others. Who's sounding the alarm? Who's going after it? Who's actually, who is actually out there sounding like, actually, here's the better question. After you answer the very, you fill that very short list of the ones who are actually going out there and look like they're trying to do their jobs, ask yourselves this question. Why aren't there more? What happened to the firebrands? Where's Ted Cruz? Where are some of these other people who were absolutely fully on board, who were fighting for the American people, who had populist themes? Where is the populist theme in the Republican campaign this year? You'd think it's an easy. Are you kidding me? It's an easy layup. It's kicking a field goal from the 5-yard line. It's stealing second base after a really good it's It's stealing bases after a really good bunt. Like what come on? Nobody's asking the question, why is the GOP quiet? This corpse who just stood out there declaring half of the United States of America as enemies of the state, where? You, are you going to tell me this wasn't an easy home run? Are you going to tell me that the GOP couldn't easily dump five, ten million million into advertising, replaying that exact speech? They are giving it to them. The people on the left, all these World Economic Forum Build Back Better retards are handing the election on a silver platter, and yet, where are the advertisements? Where are the advertisements saying, we're gonna put a stop to this? This is an easy win. All they would have to do is come out and say it, but you know what? They're not, and no one's asking that question. The question that everyone needs to ask is, why not? How is it that you have such a home run, such an easy win? This president has the lowest approval rating of any president in the history of the United States of America, and nobody's running? Nobody's running an effective campaign on the, what? You could run a raccoon, put an R behind his name, and do super PAC money all day and night, talking about, we're gonna put an end on this, trust raccoon to put an end on this. to put an end to this. He will bring it up. We're going to do investigations. We're going to find out what's going on. We're going to find out who's wasting all this money. We're going to put a stop to build back better. But nobody is running that campaign? Oh, gas prices are coming down. It finally broke, in my area, finally broke $4. We're back down into $3. That is still $2 more than what it was two years ago. A cheeseburger still costs 10 bucks. This is an easy, easy win. A kindergartner could write this political campaign. I'm not even joking. Where are the ads? Where's the push? We're a month and a half, two months away from the election. Where's the push? The primaries are mostly done. We should be going into full battle mode. I should be getting inundated with this crap, and I'm not. These should be obvious, easy campaigns to run. There is nobody who should be losing on the Republican side of the fence. The Democrats, hey, good luck to you. (laughs) But there is nobody who should be, there is not a single Republican who should be behind in their race, not one. We have two years worth of footage that you can put on repeat. Cities burning down. People being murdered in the streets. Gas prices. Ukraine. Global chaos. Where's the contract with America? This campaign season... Should be the easiest campaign season ever. It's school boards and sheriff's departments. It's state senators and anti ESG. It's congressmen voting to repeal all of the garbage. It's somebody promising an investigation into Hunter Biden somebody looking at impeachment for Joe Biden somebody talking about strengthening the military and getting rid of this woke nonsense where where is it and why is it only the newbies this is a freaking home run This should be red plus 90 in this election. But where is it? This time last year, when they botched Afghanistan, the anticipation was this wasn't just going to be some red wave. This this was going to be a rout. This was going to be a landslide, this was going to be a tsunami, this was going to be crimson tide. Where did all that go? Did circumstances somehow magically change? Did we somehow somehow get so much better in the last year since they botched Afghanistan? Afghanistan? You know why I don't trust the institutions of this nation? Because a five year old could have written this political campaign. I could run commercials that say, why does gas cost so much? Why are food prices so high? What happened to being energy independent just two years ago? Why are there hundreds? 135 food plants that have been taken out by fire, accident, chemical spill, or whatever. Why is the whole world projecting a food shortage? And what do our policies have to do with it? Why are they teaching children that they're not a boy or not a girl? Why are they promoting chemical and physical castration? And while we're at it, if a baby's life isn't a life, then why are they burning down cities? Why are they throwing Molotov cocktails in pro-life centers? If these people aren't completely lost, why do they seem so nuts? I could literally run hours upon hours of all of these psychopaths. Not to mention, all just replay Joe Biden's speech and then replay his speech and intercut it with with Maxine Waters, intercut it with Rashid it's live, intercut it with AOC and inter- just intercut it and just play their words. You could legit torpedo everything that these people are doing and just play their words back to back to back to back to back. Ask the question. What's up with the FBI and Facebook? Ask the question. What's up with Twitter and censorship? Ask the question. What's with YouTube and all of these, and these constantly moving goalposts? Ask the question, why does Fauci, why is Fauci being allowed to, resi- to retire when he should be fired? Ask the question. Publish the data and just go full ham. Tear open the veil, pull back the shades, lift the scales off of everybody's eyes, and just show them what's happening. They won't sell the. They won't sell you the ad time. Buy more ad time. Fly it in the. Fly it in the skies. Put it up in the sky with skywriting. <coughs> Put it in the papers. Put it online. <coughs> Put it on the radio. <coughs> Put it on billboards. You think <coughs> seriously? You just pay for the billboard space. Most of the time, nobody's really going to care what's on it. Put it everywhere. Pay for the ad space in movie theaters. Put it everywhere. Show these people the lie. Take it old school. Put it in old school mailers. Just mail out pamphlets that just have the data. in heaven, there's no reason why these people should even be thinking about retaining the Senate. <coughs> and then ask the other question. All those states who changed all those voting regulations for COVID, did any of them change it back? Why not? And we need to overwhelm the polls. Dear family, if they don't put the rules back, who cares if you overwhelm the polls? You're not counting the votes. 2 o'clock in the morning, 100,000 votes show up. 4 o'clock in the morning, 600,000 votes show up. They were dropped in drop boxes because that's a thing now. <clears throat> Dear family, I don't think you understand. <clears throat> they could go, <laughs> they could do all sorts of stuff. But you know what I'm hearing across, across, across the interweb? Nothing. The scandals are there. They're being talked about. Bunches of people know about it. Some of the stuff's getting censored. Some of the stuff's not. Some of it's being tweaked. i watched them in real time on Twitter dial down, dial down the tempo. On the Joe Biden speech this past week. Hashtag Pedro Hitler was trending in reference to Joe Biden because of Ashley <laughs> Biden's diary. Because in Hunter Biden's phone his father's phone number is pedo Pete. <laughs> imagine imagine being a son and having pedo Pete as your father's name on your phone <laughs> that doesn't say something about your character i don't know what will
3: <clears throat> say hello to a new era of mental health care cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100 percent online
0: And the Republicans are cowards. They would rather fight their own base than actually fight such an easily winnable battle. And the reason why they would rather fight their own base than fight fight an easily winnable battle is because they know good and damn well that the intel agencies and the deep state is going to come out and tell all. You know why Mitch McConnell's not sticking up for Donald Trump? Because his wife is heir to the largest shipping company in China. Because she has direct financial ties to the Chinese Communist Party banking system. His wife, who was the Commerce Secretary... You know why nobody else is talking? You know why Dan Crenshaw is not talking? Let me... Here's the only thing that would stop a man like Dan Crenshaw. Okay? I've served with many men like Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, I have no doubt about his patriotism. I have no doubt about his fidelity to his country. And there is only one thing that would stop Dan Crenshaw from going to battle the way he should. They go after his family and his legacy. That's it. It's the same thing that stopped Michael Flynn from fighting the FBI all the way to the bitter end. They went after his son. That's why he pled guilty. Wasn't because he was guilty is because they had his son by the short and curlies. And he said so. He said so multiple times in interviews. <clears throat> Here's the other question. big stream media even the ones even the ones who are the opposition you ever notice nobody's talking about peaceful national divorce nobody's talking about breaking up the union nobody's talking about disbanding the federal government we're talking about civil war we're talking about a total communist revolution under the guise of the world economic forum I should say a total Nazi Nazi Revolution, because that's really what it is. Klaus Schwab is the son of a Nazi general. Let's put that in perspective. These people are Nazis. That's why they support the Azov Battalion in Ukraine, a neo-Nazi, quote-unquote neo-Nazi battalion. But the Nazi, but the Nazi battalion in Ukraine. Why do they support the Nazi battalion in Ukraine? Let's run down the list, okay? Let's run down the list of the establishment left. Okay, they support, the, they support the Azov Battalion, which are known to be neo-Nazis. They're known to be a Nazi unit in Ukraine. Okay, but the Democrats are also the founders of the Ku Klux Klan. They're also the founders of the Aryan Nation in America. They're also the founders of the other neo-Nazi groups in America. The Democrats are the reason Jim Crow even existed. The Democrats were the ones who had racial, race-based slavery in the first place. The Democrats did these things. The Democrats signed on with the Fabian socialists with eugenics. They're the ones who cooked it up. They're the ones who developed propaganda. It's them. It's all them. And it doesn't matter whether they were Lutheran or Pentecostal or Presbyterian or Catholic. The fact is, is that the Democrats, that whole side, has been Nazi, fascist from the start. And I'm using the modern interpretation of the word because fascism has morphed a little bit since... Since Mussolini's time. Oh, they like to throw it around. Oh, the Republicans are fascists. <clears throat> what did we learn in the last couple of years? We learned that the Democrats were right to not trust the major corporations. Disney, Pfizer, etc. Absolutely right to not trust the major corporations. And then we also learned that the Republicans were right to not trust the government. And what do we have now? Now we have the Senate the the synthesis of government and corporatism looking us in the face. Meanwhile, these idiots are on social media talking about how Republicans are fascists when they literally have all of the backing of the big corporations, they have all of the backing of the federal government, they have all the backing of the state and commerce all together. That is literally their definition of fascism. Or it was. Now their definition of fascism is whatever's not their idea. They are the Nazis. They've been Nazis from the start. Why we gotta learn this lesson over and over again, I don't know. Oh, the New York Times. The Grey Lady, right? How did they talk about the Nazis in the Second World War? Well, it wasn't until after when they were like, "Oh, great! Well, now we got to cover all our tracks because we said all this really cool stuff about Hitler and his regime." Oh crap! Now we got to cover all this up because you know the holodomor in Stalin. Oh crap! Now we got to cover all this up. Fifty million Chinese in, in 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 Mao Zedong's China. Oh crap! But every single time they supported all of that crap. Every single time the Democrats were on that side. Never has a Republican come out and said. Oh, Xi Jinping's a great guy. He's got he's, he's got his stuff together, but that was that was Justin Trudeau. We never had anybody talk about oh, Venezuela, really cool place. I mean they were once upon a time before Chavez, before Maduro. Now who's all getting cozied up with with Maduro? huh? Oh, yeah, that's right, it's the Democrats. Because they don't have a problem with starving millions of people to death. Why? Because they don't have a problem with the fact that they've murdered 63 million babies in the last 50 years. Of course they're for euthanasia. Of course they're for abortion. They don't believe in the value of human life to begin with. They never did. The diabol- At best, they're just godless. At worst, in most cases, John Podesta, Hillary Clinton, etc. Epstein. At worst, they're satanic. <clears throat> now, I don't buy into the QAnon continual nonsense, because everybody know, should know by now that is an intel op. But the core thesis of the QAnon thing was that the world was being run by a cabal of global elites who were satanic, pedophile murderers. Child killers, actually. Child killing vampires, I think, is actually the most accurate description. Oh, but nobody believes in vampires. Well, I do now, since I've learned that you can get treatments of other people's blood for $8,000 a dose in Silicon Valley. Oh, that's weird. Nobody wants to tell you that one. That they run plasma centers, feeding off the poverty of the young, paying them off $40, $50 a freaking dose for their plasma. So that it can be injected so that it can be injected or imbibed in some way, shape. I'm gonna go with in some way, shape, or form, because at this point I'm not putting anything past these monsters. So they can spend eight thousand dollars on the forty dollar donation. So they could somehow try to extend their own life. Think these things are not true, just dig a little bit. Dig a little bit. Get a VPN and start digging. Because you're not going to find the truth on Google. Is the earth flat? No. I have proof. Anybody who's ever been stationed... Anybody who's ever been to Alaska from the lower 48 should have no problem proving that the Earth is round. All you got to do is look at the sky and then run the numbers, do the math. Are they dropping chemtrails? Sometimes. But I can tell you as an aircraft mechanic that if you can see them, they're not chemtrails. I work on airplanes people. I understand the physics of flight. And even if every single jumbo jet that ever flew across the sky was dumping chemicals, you would never see the chemicals dumped. Not from 30,000 feet. Doesn't even doesn't even matter if they're dumping chalk powder. You would never see it. and it would be important that you don't see it. Because as long as aircraft are moving at transonic speeds, look it up, it is a word, the disruption of the air on the ends of the wings will create low-pressure zones that will force the moisture out of the air and make it visible. And if you live in humid climate zones, Ireland deep south then you're going to see that you're going to see those condensation trails what you're not going to see ever is you're never going to they're never going to let you see them dump the chemicals in the atmosphere Do I doubt that they're dumping chemicals in the atmosphere? Not at all. But if you're gonna look at freaking condensation trails coming off a jumbo jet when there is an app that you can get on your phone where you can literally take a picture of the plane and find out what flight it is and where it's going... I don't want to hear it out of you. And I have that app on my phone. That's how I know it exists. you will never see the chemtrail. You can't see them dropping the chemicals to do the cloud seeding. I've seen the operations. They're online for crying out loud. You can watch them do it. Oh, criminy. So, no, the Earth is not flat. and QAnon is a psyop but you know the way they get you into those psyops is they tell you the truth at the beginning they tell you the truth at the beginning like oh and it sounds like some Alex Jones stuff. Oh, they're putting fluoride in the water and they're making the freaking frogs gay. And don't get me wrong. My favorite song on the internet is still, is still the, the EDM version of Alex Jones shouting about making the frogs gay. Okay? It is hilarious. I love watching it. But if you don't understand the mechanisms, maybe you should learn. Maybe you should learn what the principles are and then put it to the test. The easy question, do you think you could see someone spray a giant bottle of Lysol at 30,000 feet? 30,000 feet when you can't even see the atomized mist from 15 feet away. So if they're actually dropping atomized mist into the air, do you honestly think you're gonna be able to see it from 30,000 feet below? you want to discredit yourself by following all that stuff, that's fine. Because it doesn't change the things that are true. Whether or not the earth is flat doesn't matter. The fact is they are spraying stuff in the air. It's a fact. They admit it. They're proud of it. This isn't a freaking conspiracy theory. They are celebrating it. It's not the contrails, though. It never was the contrails. These people think they can control the weather. That's what they're telling you. They think they can control the weather. These people can't even control their own libido. The vast majority... Let's be real for just a moment. The vast majority of these people who are the most... Okay. Let's start here. Leonardo DiCaprio. Big-time environmentalist guy, right? Why does he fly around on private jets? Flies around on private jets... Because, I mean, he's Leo DiCaprio. He's got to be able to go to these places, right? He's got his giant yacht... Because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's that important, right? How do you know this guy can't stand suffering? Because he just broke up with his girlfriend because she just turned 25. Because he doesn't date anyone over the age of 25. He has never dated anybody over the age of 25. Not ever. What kind of character do you think that is? Now let's look at some of the other people who had that kind of character. Um, We're going to go a little more extreme. But let's run on over to, let's mosey on over to Anthony Weiner. 640,000 emails, including the Pizzagate scandal. The Pizzagate scandal, which, despite the fact that nobody can prove it, seems to be true. Weird. I mean, they had, you know, they had the pizza place wrong. Because nobody know because apparently nobody understands that, you know, there's this thing called talking in code. But whatever. Six hundred forty thousand six hundred forty thousand 640,000 emails. Why don't we still know who the log who was in the logbook for Jeffrey Epstein? You would have I would have honestly thought that in order for Ghislaine Maxwell to get out of actually being fully like having to serve 20, 30, 40 years, I honestly would have thought that she would have turned state's evidence and flipped and dropped every one of those sorry sons of guns under the bus. I don't know why she didn't choose the if I'm going down, you're going down model. I would have chosen that model because you're dealing with a bunch of sick people. But it probably had to do with the fact that, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself. It's weird because things like the Clinton body count, everybody's like, oh, that's just to me, blah, blah, blah. No, bro. There's something to it. It's weird a little. Just had a CFO jump out of a freaking skyscraper in New York. Why? Oh crap, apparently their company's downsizing. But why would their company be downsizing? Huh. Weird. Wow. All of this stuff all of this stuff. Let's be real for just a minute. Do you really think that politicians have never played muddy, dirty tricks and slung mud at each other? So why isn't anyone on the Republican Party side running as GO, running as GOP? Let's let's be real. Most of them are the most of them are uniparty establishment screw tards. <clears throat> But why isn't anybody just slinging the mud? There's plenty of mud to be had. We got stories for days. I just spent the last 20 minutes uh, opening up every freaking scandal that we all know about. That we know, yeah, we can't prove it in court. You never get these jack-offs in court. How do we know? Where should Hunter Biden be? Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, John Podesta, Eric Holder. I can run down the list. The list is huge of people who should be in prison. John Bolton. I mean, since we're raiding former president's homes, why don't we go into the house of George George W. Bush and go get and drag him out for war crimes? He all but admitted it in a public speech. It's not like it's something we don't know. But what I notice is there's a deafening silence about all of this. Honestly, you think these politicians don't know this stuff? You th- you think anybody running for these offices doesn't know these stu- these things? Oh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's crazy. Well, if fifty people, if the entire Republican Party suddenly said, "All right, we're dropping money on all of this stuff," we can shellac all of these people easily, because the media is going to come out and say, "Well, it's it's fake," but they're not going to be able to do that forever. I mean. You repeat something long enough, it becomes the truth, right? You know that works with the actual truth, right? So the question you gotta ask yourself is why aren't they? This is easy. Why aren't they? Are they all dirty? Not outside the rebel, I mean, there's a non-zero chance that that's in fact the case. Wouldn't put it past any of them. Honestly, they could all be dirty. I'm like, oh, you do this, we'll do that. Oh, okay, cool. <sighs> Where are the people that just just be like, you know what? We're out. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and throw the money for this because we can make the big win, but we're getting out. I'm going to go ahead and cut, I'm gonna go ahead and cut sling load, and let's run this party. Let's run this sucker. Let's run this all the way to its end. They won't do that, ever, because they're cowards. They would rather make war on you than to do the right thing. I don't believe for a second that the vast, particularly when it comes to the Republican politicians, I don't believe for a second that they don't absolutely know the disaster that they're running into. The thing is, they think they can save themselves from it. And I think a few hundred people with guns can can dissolve that illusion for them. And in a couple of years, there are gonna be plenty of angry people out there with guns. But then again, the other thing they might have done to make sure they never have to worry about it is make sure that 51% of 51, 55% of the population takes the jab. Because by the time all of this rolls out, by the time all of this actually comes to pass, there's a high likelihood that most of us will be dead. That there'll be enough dead people that they can distract us from all of that. And with, and in all honesty, I mean, if you reduce the population by 100 million, then surely when these food shortages come, it's really not that big a deal, is it? It Doesn't really matter. We can only afford to feed half the country. We only have half the country. I've been saying we need to pray. There are a lot of people out there. Somebody on Twitter was just like, accelerationism is a sin. Dear family, I would rather burn this joker down. Suffer the few million people that we're going to lose than let this play out and suffer the dozens of millions. Two, three, five, ten million? Way better than a hundred. Way better than a hundred and fifty million people to starvation. I'm... I don't know the recipe, I'm just saying 6 million sounds like it's less than 150 million and we might want to pull the trigger on this while it still can be only 6 million. But I seem to be the only one who thinks that. I am seem to be the only one who's actually looking far enough ahead to realize that these are what the actual stakes are in the world. And dear family, here's the thing. When you read in Sacred Scripture, the triumph of Christ, the final victory of Christ, comes at the expense of 75% of the world's population. Five and one-half Billion people go to hell in a seven year period. According that is that's assuming it pops off sometime in the next, I don't know, five years. Five and a half billion people right to hell. Where do you think those 150 million, like seriously, we get to the point where 150 million people in America starve to death. Where do you think those 150 million people are gonna go? We don't have 150 million traditional Catholics. We don't have 150 million devoted Christians. Even in the most loose Freemason form of the word, we don't have 150 million people saved. So those 150 million people, when they die, they're not going to heaven. Six million people lost in war. Most of them probably not going to heaven. Unless we have something akin to the Papal Zouave Battalion, or the Army of the Vendee, or the Cristeros. Chances are they're not going to heaven. If it's just left to the secular forces, most of them aren't going to heaven. But I would rather sacrifice six million to hell than a hundred million to hell. At least those six million have a chance of changing things enough that maybe we can convert the other 100 million before they die. But the path we're on right now looks like 51% at a minimum of the world's population is gonna burn in hell in the next decade. That's what it looks like on the battlefield. That's what it appears to be. Just extrapolating from what I see. You heard me say at least three times, at least in three different shows, I hope I'm wrong. And truly, I hope I'm wrong. But we got to pull the rose-colored glasses off. We need to be rattling off rosaries like machine gun fire. We need Eucharistic processions. We need exorcisms of entire parishes. We need bishops to quit being women. Man up and proclaim the faith. And we need it now. But we're not going to get it from most of the bishops in America. Why? Why? same reason you're not going to get it from most of the politicians it's the same reason it's because somebody knows where all the bodies are buried and people have and everyone has something to lose it's how they build their power structures it's how power structures are always built. We cannot afford to ignore this anymore. No more. We don't have to ask why about everything. But if we don't ask why about some things, why is the Republican Party so silent when the Democrats are handing over victory on a silver platter? If we don't ask that question, then we're going to make the same mistakes. We're going to think that we can vote our way out of it. Because the Republicans aren't going to do anything to stop it if they're not going to run on the issues. If they're not actually going to make a stink about the issues, then we don't actually have anybody to fight for us. And there's no point in voting. Because then it doesn't matter who, it doesn't even matter if they do win. If they're not going to do anything about it. And nobody's thinking about that. And that's the one question everybody should be asking right now, is if these people aren't gonna do anything about all of these things that we all know are wrong in this country, that we all know are destroying the very fabric of society, of humanity, then why do we think voting harder is gonna change anything? If we don't, if the people don't have a champion, Why are you going to waste the time at that secular sacrament? I'd be willing to bet that the more people who spend more time in prayer, you'll probably get to where I'm looking. You'll see it. You'll understand it. You won't like it. I don't like it. But you'll see it, and you'll understand it. And you'll understand that whatever it is that you were thinking of doing, you need to do differently. More often than not, that is a broad stroke that's kind of a generality. In the meantime, my favorite devotion is our is to Our Lady of Sorrows, because she reveals secrets. She opens eyes. my favorite devotion. I can do the full chaplet, or I can do the seven, or I can do the seven short prayers. And a hundred percent of the time, my brain is focused on something that I had no idea on before. One hundred percent of the time. It's like spending time in those prayers <laughs> is providing Our Lady an opportunity to run a broom across my brain and get all the dust off. So that I could see more clearly, and I will tell you, it's been every single time. Every single time I've prayed that prayed those prayers, every single time. Pray for the church. Pray for the nation. Pray that you figure out what you can do in your community quickly, rapidly. Memento Mori, Tempest fugit, and time is flying like never before. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Nomine Patris et Filii et Sancti. Amen.
2: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts?